Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Coventry Sphinx podcast. My name is Chris Nee, and I'm usually joined for this by Sean Thomas, one of our joint managers, but not this week. Instead, I'm chatting to a player, and it's a player who's been on the podcast before. Lewis Guest is a Sphinx heavyweight, having come through the junior ranks to later become a senior player in the first team. You can learn all about that journey in episode 10, but this time the focus is all on the now. Speaking of which, since the last episode, we've got our season underway with four matches played. After losses in League and Cup at Leicester Road and Sporting Council respectively, Sphinx put together two league wins back-to-back at home. First, we had a 1-0 win against Bobrook St Michaels. Then, Peterborough Northern Star came to Sphinx Drive and were beaten 4-1. There are two more home games to come. Next up is the rearranged fixture against Lutterworth Town on Saturday the 21st of August. Then on Tuesday the 24th of August, we face Long Buckley. But that's all to come. For now, we have other business to attend to. So here's me, with Guesty, after our game against Peterborough Northern Star. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Guesty in the manager's office. Uh, it's his second time on the podcast and we're talking after the 4-1 win against Peterborough Northern Star. Proper game of two halves, Guesty. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, yeah, I think first half, very sloppy goal. Um, I held my hand up, there was an opportunity for me to clear the ball, I think. Everyone will agree, um, but you have to hold your hand up when it's you. Um, but yeah, I thought first half we had a we had a lot of the ball. Um, probably not quite clinical enough, you know, on the attacking front either. But you know, they had they had probably two two real clean cut chances. Took one, and if they'd have took the second, it could have probably been a bit of a different story. And we've certainly been getting more of a talent off than we did at half time. But I think um, you know, second half we come out and. You know, no disrespect, but it it was pretty much one way traffic, and it was sort of only a matter of time. And I did hit the point where I was like, "Oh God, today's not going to be one of them days, is it?" But I think once we got one, then um, we we did really kick on and dominate second half. You're part of a defensive unit that's based usually now around a back three, which has been you, James Bryce, and Jamie Draper. Not today. Um, you've been there for years, but those two haven't been around quite so long. Drapes is a young player who's graduated from the youth team. Bryson was a signer from GMP. What do those two bring to the defence? Yeah, I mean, Bryson, he's, he's, he's a great lad. Um, you know, older than me and he's been in and around football a little bit longer than me. Um, but since he's been here, okay, I don't think we've completed a full season since he's been here, but, you know, he stamped his mark on it from day one. Um, he's great. He, he talks a lot. Um, great to play next to. I trust him. He trusts me, I think. <laughs> um, but no, he's 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 a great you know centre back partnership that we've or it's a great centre back partnership that we're developing. Um, I suppose you could call it a trio with the three of us. But Draper's um you know it's it's it makes me very happy to see Draper. You know the last few weeks, okay, he wasn't here today. He's on he's on holiday. Um, but I think in certainly the the last probably eighteen months. Draper's really come on leaps and bounds, and he's 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 really made that step from um, youth youth football, and really put his mark on. And he's he's he, he now plays like a man, um, and I think you can see that. I thought against you know going back to the friendly against Bedworth, higher opposition, he he was second to none that day, and I think he's he, he's carried on that form, you know into the into the season. And I think days like Kalsa last weekend. Um, we all we all have to learn from games like that, and you know I don't think you ever stop learning. As cliche as that is, but you know that that little bit of quality they have, you know, f- for being in the league above, caught us 
second half probably twice but other than that he was he was really spot on and it's it's you have to make those mistakes to learn from them and i'm not saying that was solely jamie um but as a team we have to learn from that and it just shows that some of the lads that do come through from our youth team are, are more than capable when, when given the chance a lot of defenders probably between my age and your age for example will have been brought up playing in a back four it's just the way that english football has been for a long time Sitting in the middle of a three is quite a specialist role. How would you say that your responsibilities in that defence differ from the players either side of you? It's tough. I think I'll, I'll be the first to say I'm not the quickest player. So playing either side of the role I play, you probably do have to be um, a little bit sharper because it naturally, the, you know, the, the way you play with wing backs occasionally, and probably like we found against Kelsey, it leaves gaps to the, you know, to the wide areas of the pitch. Jamie, we're fortunate that Jamie and Bryson. Um, They've, they've both got a bit of a yard in them that can, you know, can get going. I think my my role in there, other than Crossy, I could, I've probably got one of the better views of the whole game. Um, naturally, probably one of my points is, is talking through the game. Um, and again, talking Jamie, talking Bryson through the game. But I think it's, it's one of them where you have to be aware of runners coming across from both sides. So it's sort of sitting in between and just making sure that between the three, you, you work it out and, you know, you shuffle across and, and talk things through. I think talking probably even more so than in the back four is crucial probably in the back three. Um, and again, coming up against good opposition, movement movement's key to be watched. Um, but I think I think it's something that I'm really, I personally really enjoying playing that formation. I think probably the fans that come and watch and probably the management would probably say that we're playing probably the best style of football and creating probably more chances than we've ever done since I've I've probably been in and around the Sphinx. You've played at the back with some pretty vocal and very experienced defenders. Uh, I'm sure you'd give them credit for talking you through those games as well. And now that is your role. How are you finding it being a leader, vice captain and have been for, for a couple of years now? I enjoy it. I really, I really enjoy it, you know, and you sort of take it upon yourself to to do what people did to me when I first started out, like Draper's age, I know we keep using him as an example, but um, when I first started out, something that was drilled into me is you need to tell me, you need to talk to me, you need to, you know, and it, it sort of hit home until it becomes natural. Um, and then the minute it becomes natural, people don't turn around to you and say, good talking, or they do occasionally, but you know, it, once you start doing it, they just stop telling you to do it. It's one of them sort of scenarios, but it's always, been a part of my game and it does come second nature to me but to others that you know probably a different personality I'm quite loud but it can be probably quite tough but I, I love I love the role I've got within the team and we've got a great group of lads again this year credit to John and Sean and Jim and Nige they've pulled a, pulled a really good group together naturally you see people come and go each pre-season but I think from where we finished last season we've we've got a real strong core that's been carried through to this year with a great couple of additions and uh yeah, it's it's great to you know be vice captain within that team, and like I say, probably me and Woody help each other out because some of his strengths as a captain and some of his sort of things that he doesn't do, I'll probably cover with the talking. Although he is he is vocal, um, I think naturally we we sort of bounce bounce off each other, and you know it, between the two of us, the balance is good, and the team the team sort of works well together. You've got William midfield in front of you and Jack Downs as well. And Downs is showing that he's willing to do a lot of dirty work in front of you three centre-backs. How, is, how important is the protection that the two of those give you? Oh, it's, it's massive. Um, Woody naturally is is good going forward. I think in previous seasons, we've not released him enough, probably because he's been doing a little bit more defensive role. 
But credit to Downsy, he's come back to pre-season this year and he's fighting fit, probably the fit, fittest lad in the team at the minute. And the job he's doing is, uh, sometimes it's the unspoken role, you know, yeah. in the Premier League, it's the, I know Kante gets a lot of praise, but it's that role that he's sort of doing for us. And I think he's uh, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet at the minute. You know, even the last couple of weeks, he's, he's so versatile. He, he drops into the back three, looks comfortable. He wants to play football and, you know, we probably can do that more that more so than ever this year with the with the pitch and he's, he's yeah he's probably he's probably key to what we're doing at the minute and picking up the second balls um that he does we've got Lars and Danny as well of course but while we're talking about the team's defensive call got crossing in goal as well yeah. and the two of you must know each other's games inside out by now yeah it's been I'd love to know how many games it is now but um yeah I'm you know I've got a very good relationship with Crossy both at football and away from football um He's not quite as good as me on the golf course, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he's um, yeah, he's 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 solid, and I think I'll come back to the word trust. Like I said when we were talking about Bryson earlier, and he's just you know where he you know he's there, and you know what he's going to come for and what he's not, and I think that only comes from playing together. Yeah, he's crossy's crossy to me. Do you know what I mean? He's he'll be there week in week out. No no shitty excuses. I think we all make a mistake every now and then, but he's um, he's somebody that again you you wouldn't really change without being forced to. We're four games now into the new season and after conceding a few goals in the first two, the clean sheet against Bugwick St. Michael's felt like an important one. Does it feel like a bit of a landmark to get the first clean sheet of the season? Yeah, it's. I'm glad you you said that. It was, uh, it was a big thing for us and certainly me and Bryson had a conversation before that game to sort of say, come on, we need to put a stamp on this because there was probably, a, don't know to say, but there was a little bit of a pressure on us and you know people were looking at us you know seven goals in two games never good as a defender um and hands up you know like we said we probably touched upon it several times but i think the leicester road first half was was not one that we want to speak about every day but they happen um and you know second half we, although we had a mountain to climb we, we gave it a real good go just fell a little bit short if there was another 20 minutes we might have <laughs> we might have equalized but um and then the calcer game again Probably in the grand scheme of things, wasn't a four-three game. No chance. Certainly not at halftime. But it, it, you know, the result doesn't lie, does it? But um, yeah, it, it was a shame. But I think that that sort of clean sheet was massive, and it was a almost like a sense of relief actually after the final whistle went on Tuesday night. That again was a bit of an onslaught for the last fifteen minutes, and we we stood strong. And you know, credit to the not just the defence and not just Crossy, but the, the team defensively. I thought we were solid that night, and again. Like I said, probably my my mistake today. Um, okay, you could look probably before before it got to me, but I think I, I I had the key moment where it was probably my deciding point that probably led them in on goal. But other than that one mistake, we were pretty solid again today. You haven't seen this yet because it's in the program for the next game. But you were my man of the match in the Bugbrooks and Michaels game. You and Drapes and Bryson seem to thrive despite being asked to defend a lot. Do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, um, I think. Probably Sean and John would agree that it, you know when we've when we've had a good Sphinx side in the last you know year and a half two years we've we've it's been built upon being strong defensively to then going you know nick a one 0 we've not really ever been a free scoring open playing football team we don't go and beat teams sort of three nil four nil week in week out I'm not saying we don't ever do it but we get the odd we could probably get the odd one here and there throughout the season but I think this this year more than ever um, especially with you know Bryson Draper Cavi today it's got to be a key thing for us to 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 
stay focused on keeping clean sheets and not giving away soft goals. I think preseason was was good. You know, when I look back at and I've talked probably about the the latter games, yeah. um, Loughborough and then Bedworth was defensively two clean sheets on the bounce, and you can't as a defender you can't ask for much more than that going into you know the start of the season. Shame the way we then started, but um, yeah, I think like you said, we probably as a defender, I I knew that day when I was even at work, I was I was thriving on the thought of you know we need to we need to turn up tonight defensively, and uh, I'm sure the other lads at the back and across the team as well did. We 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 all knew in that dressing room, there's nothing we're not coming off that pitch on Tuesday night without three points and hopefully a clean sheet, and we did, and I think that probably kickstarted us again. You know, few bits first half today, but I think overall we, we probably dominated. And uh, other than that one mistake, we we were pretty solid again. I thought. Tell me a bit more about those conversations. So, if you think back to the period after the Calcer game, Bogrut coming on that Tuesday, what was actually said between you and the Gaffers, between you and Bryson Draper? It's a tough one. I know. I I, I can I can really remember a moment pre-match talk before the game um, on Tuesday night. John really pointed out defensively you know we've we've not been there we've not been good enough and you have to be told sometimes but it's, it's men's football you get you get you know you get told when you you're good you get told when you're bad but he really pointed out Tuesday night that was a big focus and you know probably 75 percent of the team talk was focused on that um so there was that like butterflies building up in the changing room and especially as a defender um you know you, you're really focused on it and I think the reaction and the response and the performance overall really um really showed how much it meant to us to to get that one over the line but we, we speak as a team you know away from the main sort of group we speak with the managers and everybody knew that it was something that needed to be stopped and it's not just focused on the defense but obviously it's our it's our job um, but as a team we were you know conceding soft goals it's Calcer there's sort of at times there wasn't pressure on the ball when it was being kicked and then we were getting stretched and as a back three like I said if if you are getting stretched, you leave yourself sort of open to be to be leaking goals, and and that's what we did. But I think in the in the last couple of games, we've we've responded well to that. It's been really noticeable that the squad as a whole seems to be a really positive and committed group, and it seems like there's a great team spirit off the pitch as well. Is that really important, or is it nice to have a bit of tension as well? <laughs> it's actually yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's a really really good group this year, and we are very close knit not just talking on football days it's all week throughout the week on whatsapp and uh but uh, i think sometimes probably from the sideline it can look like um you know players are getting emotional showing emotion which is all because and like management show emotion but it's all because we all want the same outcome with you know we've got the same shared goal but when it comes back into the changing room it's all it's different from being out on the pitch shall i say uh, it's, it's not personal nothing like that but it's because we want to win I think it's it's massive. We've got everyone's got a lot of respect, and we don't overstep the mark. But we equally have the the ability to be able to tell each other. You know, Woody bollocked me today straight after the goal, and that's his job as the captain. But again, then he comes round at the end of the game and says, "Solid." You know, other than the mistake, it was brilliant. So it, that's the balance, and I think that's one thing we have got right um, at the moment. I think we just need to. I sort of touched upon it before before we started this. Um, you know, as a team, we just take each week one by one and don't think anything further than that. Stay close together. Keep keep the sort of um, the atmosphere. It's very positive when you arrive, you know, throughout the warm up. It's really good. It's really good to be a part of. I know I'm optimistic for us to be, you know, our 
I don't want to, you know, jinx it in any way, but I'm hopeful as a group that we can probably have our our highest league finish um, that we've we've probably had for several seasons. That's a, a team aim, but we'll finish on a question about you. What are your personal aims as a player for the season? I think naturally I want to get you know another 35, 40 games under my belt playing for Sphinx. I'm, I know I'm that will take me close to maybe not quite over but certainly close to the 200 appearance mark for Sphinx which is you know something to be proud of I think clean sheets definitely a part of that you know as a team I think or certainly as a defence and maybe back five six with the wing backs and crossy we probably need to set ourselves an aim it's not something we've discussed as a, a season long aim but set ourselves a target for you know if we can keep 15 clean sheets throughout the season both leagues and cups yeah, I think, and then obviously naturally at the minute, the, the first few games I've probably been falling short on corners, but I always like to get a goal throughout the season, so contributing that way. But yeah, I think personally, stay fit. It's my first first time, probably naturally because of COVID, that I've actually done a full full preseason without going on a a week abroad or two weeks abroad, um, and I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I think. Last time I was on the podcast, I said to you, it's not getting any easier pre-season, yeah. especially with um, I turn 27 next month. But I'd like to think I've still got a reasonable amount of time left playing the game. But I think, yeah, personal aims is, you know, keep keep playing, keep myself in the squad um, because it's it's a competitive one this year. And then as a team, I'd put, well, personally, I'd love to see this team compete. I've got aims in my head for a league position finish. Probably won't share them, but I think certainly a, a top half, top eight finish for us, I'd be I'd be very happy with. And obviously, the higher higher up we can go, the better. But I I, I know I definitely did mention to you last time I was on the on the podcast uh, to get this club to to a step four position. I would love to be a part of it. Thanks to Guesty for this week's chat. Don't forget those two games coming up against Lutterworth Town on the twenty first of August and Long Buckby on the twenty fourth. Then we'll be off to Biggles Way for our second league game away from home this season and the matches will keep coming thick and fast. Somewhere in there I'll be getting the lowdown from Sean again for the next episode of the Coventry Sphinx podcast. See you then.